Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hobo Thing of Podcast. My name is Crystal Cedino, and I am the Training and Development Manager for the Native Learning Center. I'm so thrilled that all of you are tuning in again for another episode, another week. We're doing good here, <laughs> uh, moving on with you know all these uh, topics that we have coming in. But with that being said, I do have two very special guests. My co-host, Cora. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Cora. Good morning, everybody. I am Coralie Santini, the Training and Development Specialist here at the Native Learning Center. Yes, and then we have our wonderful guest speaker who's here for another episode. We're so thankful for her, uh, Shante Moore, who's a certified financial educator. So go ahead and say hi, Shante, and introduce yourself. Yes, hi, everyone. Um, thank you for the introduction, Crystal. I am the director of Native American Financial Literacy Services, and we specialize in teaching financial literacy workshops to tribal communities all across the country. So thank you all for having me back on today's podcast. Yes, we're so excited to have you back for another episode. And I'm actually really excited to talk about today's topic because it is such a huge aspect of financial literacy and wellness and so on and so forth. Shante has for us the credit score playbook. So she's going to go over a bunch of little, I'm sure, tips and tricks and so on and so forth. So with that, let's go ahead and just kick it off. Let's let's get to talking about it. What is the credit score playbook, Shante? Yeah, so in one of our courses, we talk about how to understand your credit score and the impact that it has when it comes to your personal finances. And, you know, when you think about credit, you know, having obtaining credit and having a credit score, I always tell folks when it comes to surviving in today's world, you honestly cannot ignore your credit history, your, what your credit profile looks like or anything, because unless you have money in the bank to pay for everything out of pocket, probably at some point in life, you are going to need to seek, you know, loans or someone to give you a credit card or things of that nature. So the credit score, you know, when we talk about understanding your credit reports and your scores, we know, what we know is that there, this information is reported for very, you know, it's a very public information that can be reported um, to different credit bureaus. You have Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, and they put together a report that basically identifies, you know, your basic information, your employers, your address, but also any financial accounts, whether that's a loan or bank accounts or, um, you know, collections, anything that's out there, they actually report that information to so that lenders can look at your credit profile and determine if they want to actually extend any credit to you. So I know, Crystal, you, you teach a lot about budgeting and expenses, and that's information that's super basic. Again, we can't ignore those basic factors when it comes to your credit score. Absolutely. And I touch on a bit in our classes when I teach like, you know, financial literacy and wellness, touch a little bit on, on credit, because like you said, it is such a huge aspect, like unless you have loads of cash in the bank, which most of the world doesn't, <laughs> you know, you're going to need this in order to, you know, buy those bigger ticket items, you know, home, uh, car, you know, and all the, all of those, you know, important things that may or may not be needed depending on your situation. But yeah, so with that, I guess let's go ahead and dive in. I'm seeing the first item here are reports and scores. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? 
Yeah, so it's important that you get your credit reports from the different credit bureaus that I mentioned, which you can go to annualcreditreport.com and download your report from every single bureau. Um, and again, it identifies that information on each report. And it's important to review these, your credit report and history at least once a year, um, because you want to look for anything that's inaccurate or something that you might need to challenge, which we'll talk about in a minute. But overall, you know, you could also probably get your credit score. Sometimes they'll charge, you know, you have to pay a small fee to get your actual score. And your score is important if you're really trying to, like if you know I need to make a major purchase and I know I need a loan, um, then your credit score is important, which can range from anywhere. I don't, actually, I don't even know the minimum end. It might, it might be a 200 or something to that effect, up to 850. But on on average, a pretty decent credit score would probably be in the 600s, maybe around 620, 640, where lenders are going to take you seriously. And otherwise, if your score is not that high, you know, if you have a low credit score, um, as we mentioned, it can be difficult to getting a mortgage or a car loan because the lenders will likely either deny you altogether or on the other end, they're going to charge you much higher interest rates, which we talked about before. When it comes to debt, you want to qualify for the lowest interest rates possible to repay that money back. Um, and even some insurance companies, employers, and sometimes even landlords, they will look at this information to determine in their decision-making process to rent you an apartment or to hire you because it shows it, some, you know, they take it as a measure of how responsible of a person you are. So there's very, very few parts of your life that will be unaffected by not being on top of your credit reports and your credit scores. You know, and boosting your score, I'll, I'll give you some pointers on that in a little bit, but you know, having a solid credit score and knowing what's on your report, that gives you part of the foundation to achieving financial independence and being able to pursue your dreams. So you really need to look at what's on your report, what are your scores, and then evaluate, do I need to do anything from there? Absolutely. I remember when I was getting my first vehicle, like I was, I was buying it. My dad pushed me to do that and I actually had no credit. Um, so, you know, that made it difficult to, you know, try and, you know, get a loan. I think I had my dad co-sign and we put money down and the whole thing. And at one point I remember sitting in the office and I'm like, is this going to happen? Like, am I going to get denied? And it was so like defeating. But then like once, you know, I eventually got approved and whatnot. And once that happened, I think that kicked off my whole credit score journey, trying to make sure that like I had things paid off and, you know, and whatever else. So yeah, people, it's important. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, Crystal, because I, I didn't have it in my notes to talk about, but some people avoid debt altogether, right? Like you said, or maybe you're just not at a point in your life where you've actually established credit. That can actually count against you. So like you said, you might have to get a co-borrower to get approved, or sometimes you get denied altogether. So, um, you know, the easiest way to kind of start establishing your credit is by having, you know, open up a minimal small credit card or maybe a secured credit card. There are very few things that you can do to just show, because again, the lenders just need to see that you're responsible with paying back money that's lent to you. Um, so I, I think, thanks for mentioning that. I totally forgot about that point. 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then there's also the opportunity for, let's say you're a parent or you're just someone with great credit and you pay off your bills, you can add a verified, um, I guess, spender or what is it called? A verified? Uh... It's called an authorized user. There we go. An authorized yep. user. Yeah. And then from there, the cool thing is that you can actually, that authorized user can start to build their own credit based off of yours. But here's the catch. Make sure you only do this with really responsible, you know, um, whether it's like your child or whatnot, because if they don't pay that off or, you know what I mean, on time, that'll affect your score. So just keep that in mind, folks. Yep. <laughs> yep. But one thing, and I will say this, I'm sorry to interject, but my mom actually, she has a credit card with the same bank. She's had it for like over 20 years. And she added me when I was a teenager and I didn't even know. But today I have really good credit score because of that credit card, because it shows longevity. So when I pull down my credit report, I have my new credit cards that have been like five, 10 years old. And they're like, that's relatively new still. Oh, but you have this one that's over 20 and you've always paid it on time. And that was my mom taking care of it. So she kind of gave me a, a head start. And it, it was funny because a few months ago I went to buy a car and here comes this like simple looking lady. Nobody's taking her seriously until the dealer people saw my credit score and they were like, oh, let's show her all of the fancy cars. So that like having a really good credit score does help you. So if your parents have long standing accounts and they can add you to those, then that also reflects on you. Absolutely. And I'm glad your mom did that for you, Cora. <laughs> I've heard of some parents, you know, just opening them and, and not letting the kid do anything with it. So I don't know, like, I, like, I don't want to tell anyone to do that either. But, you know, I mean, just think of what uh, the doors that you would possibly open for your kids by, you know, uh, allowing them to kind of like piggyback off of your account. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, focus back <laughs> um, to our to our uh, episode. So our next uh, discussion point is defend your score. Can you go ahead and ex uh, expand on that? Sure. So let's say you get your credit report back because you went online and you downloaded and you notice that there's something wrong. So maybe your credit card company, they might have reported something incorrectly. Uh, maybe there's a late payment on there that you actually didn't have. Or maybe there's some negative information that's actually now expired and can come off the report. Um, negative information could be like um, an, an eviction or maybe you had a, a lien that was paid off or something to that effect. But because it's resolved, you can actually have those taken off. So having those errors on your report, they can sabotage your credit score. So that's when it's important to understand how to defend your credit worthiness. And so how do we defend it? Well, we need to let the credit bureaus know there's an error. And the first step to do is to, in doing that is to actually write a letter to the credit reporting agency. They all give you their contact information and you wanna ex just explain that there's an error. And in the letter, you want to state your name, your address, exactly what you're disputing. And then if you have documents to support your case. So, for example, if you said, no, I didn't pay that on late. This is I paid it on time. Here's my bank statement to prove it or whatever the case. Have those documents ready as well. Um, and then it's very important to understand because some credit uh, bureaus, they allow you to file disputes online. 
And I actually advise against that. And the reason being is because they'll get your, you know, think about automated processing. They'll get your information, they'll scan it through their system, and they'll basically say, oh, that information is incorrect, and they close your dispute. However, when you have to write an actual letter and you put it in writing, and you mail it in, somebody has to open that letter. Somebody has to read it. Somebody has to actually scan it in, and you'll have a much, much better chance of them actually taking a look at your dispute and trying to resolve it. Um, and then if you need a template, the actual, um, the Federal Trade Commission, on their website, they actually have a sample dispute letter that you can access to download and send in. Because, you know, a lot of folks don't know what to say. They're writing these big companies. So again, go to the Federal Trade Commission website and download the sample dispute letter. Now, if the credit agency agrees with your dispute, so let's say you said, I have a, a late payment, and they say, you know what, you're right, we made a mistake. They'll adjust your credit report and they'll send you a new copy with it updated. And I also advise that you can request that they send that revised report to the companies that previously viewed your flawed your that flawed credit score. Maybe you got denied because you had one late payment. Um, I know with like trying to obtain a mortgage, you all know this as well. You don't want to see no late payments for the past 12 months or you will not get a mortgage. So if that one thing denies you, you can go back to that lender and say, hey, it's corrected. Now can you reconsider? Um, now on the other end, let's say the credit the credit uh, bureaus or credit agency, they deny your claim because they don't look at it or they say, oh, well, we believe this to be accurate. You still have another step. You can actually take your dispute to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, uh, CFPB.org, and you can file a dispute with them, and then they will contact the credit bureaus as well as the company who put that information on your credit report to have to see if they can resolve it and find if that information is accurate or not. So moral of the story is don't let that inaccurate information stay on your report. You want to make sure and check every year that that information is accurate. I know, for example, like myself, me and my sister have the very close spellings of our names. And sometimes I saw her information on my credit report because we used to have the same address and people thought we were the same people. So I had to dispute that information so that only my information was on my credit report. So it's very important that you defend your score in those ways children that are also named like juniors like after their fathers or like their mothers or whatnot just be mindful because <laughs> i have friends that uh girlfriends and guy friends that are juniors and whatnot and they've had to dispute things on their scores and so on and so forth so people be sure to look at them look at them and make those corrections defend your score ashante said <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, defending, now we're going to talk about attacking your score. So go ahead and expand on that one for us. Yeah, so attacking your score really relates to how do we improve our score? So now that you're defending it, we want to improve it as much as possible. So you might see your score and see that maybe it's on the low end, right? You might have had late payments. You Maybe you always max out your credit card and it will show, it'll reflect on your credit report. So what can we do? You know, how can you go on the, up the offense and start lifting your credit score? Well, the first thing is to start paying your bills on time. <laughs> um, you know, we talk about, like I said, I know Crystal teaches it in her classes. 
you have to budget and understand your expenses and and having your budget paying your debt paying your credit paying your credit card your loans and paying them on time um i always recommend seeing if there's a way you can automate making your payments because then that way you don't forget and nothing's missed because you might actually have the money to pay it you just forgot one or two days but now it's reported as a late payment and again that looks very bad because to the lenders they're saying well Shantae can't pay her bills on time why would I give her money so that's something very easily that you can do second you know make sure you don't max out your credit cards you know we we don't want to carry high balances again from on our credit cards because that will lower your score and then also when you do go seek out to get loans, you know, you don't want to borrow as much money as possible. Only borrow what you actually need because borrowing as much as possible at every opportunity, that can actually wreak havoc on your score. So what does that mean? Um, let's say you apply for a $1,000 credit card, but you are actually approved for $5,000. You're like, oh, well, I didn't know I, would, I could get that much. However, let's say you don't even charge your credit cards, but what a lender will see is, well, she has a $5,000 limit. She could potentially max that out at any given time, even though right now it's not showing that there's that opportunity. So sometimes that can also count against you as well. The situations vary, but you definitely want to borrow what you only need because obviously you won't overspend and you'll be able to pay back what you know you can afford. Um, and then the when I talk about that, that doesn't mean that, you know, let's say you don't have any debt or you pay off credit cards. Another thing is not to close those accounts once they're paid off, even if you don't use them, because that will actually negatively impact your score as well. Like Cora mentioned earlier, they do look at the time of history of how long you've had credit, how long you've had a card or a loan. If you have the longer the time frame and they've shown that you've been able to maintain these accounts, they're positive, that you've been paying the balances off that actually makes it look good on your credit report but you know at the end of the day you just want to come up with a plan where you limit using credit cards and i always talk about if you can't buy what you can with cash uh, you know don't use the credit cards and then the last thing the last tip is you know try to avoid open up new lines of credit um, especially all at one time because credit reporting agencies they will look at how many creditors have inquired about your records and if you have a lot of inquiries that again can make your score go down um, because then they're looking like well why is she trying to get all these credit cards what is what's going on is she desperate does she not have money um there they again factor that into how much debt you could accumulate in the future so again it takes time to look at these things um it takes time to increase your score uh, i also recommend don't fall for those credit repair gimmicks um, you can do this stuff on your own. Some people put themselves out there as credit repair specialists and they charge folks hundreds and, or maybe even thousands of dollars and say, oh, I can fix your credit report. I would be very, very cautious of those um, quote unquote resources because again, these are things that you can take care of on your own. Absolutely. Those uh, quick fix. It's like, there is no quick fix. <laughs> you have to pay that off. That's something that you have to take care of. And like you said, it takes time. And I think another key thing that I just want to mention is don't get discouraged because I know 
that like, let's say for example, let's say something has happened in your life where you have needed to, I don't know, upcharge on, you know, those cards or whatever it may be. And then now you're looking at it and you're like, oh gosh, I'm never going to get out of this. And that's, that's not true. You know what I mean? And if a lender denies you in the beginning, it just means right now. So maybe we need to create a plan of action to, you know, fix that so that maybe at a later date, you can go ahead and get approved for that loan. So just wanted to toss that tidbit out there. Yeah, uh, that's very true, Crystal. When I actually moved from Texas to Florida, I did not anticipate how expensive a cross country move was. And I had to rely a lot on my credit card to buy new furniture, to plane tickets, like all of the shebang. And my credit went down almost 90 points. And I felt like, oh my God, how am I going to recover from this? I'm doomed forever. But within a couple of months, and like you said, making an action plan and being mindful of my spending and paying back as much as I could, I eventually got those 90 points back. So there is always a light at the end of the tunnel and just having the discipline to create that plan and stick to it. Yeah, and I'll just share as a final thought, like you all said, it just takes time and it takes work. Um, but also remember that there are resources out there for consumers. I talked I mentioned the Federal Trade Commission earlier. Definitely Google them, go to their website. They have so many pages for consumers, you know, lots of information about credit reporting, about scores and how that works. And all that information is 100% free and it's super easy. Again, you could just Google it and find that information. So again, it's just about being educated and taking these things serious because it's so important as we navigate, you know, the financial economies of our lives. So yeah, thank you for the conversation. Absolutely. You know, I just something I think about often because I eventually want to be a homeowner. So, and I think, you know, in my mind, I'm always like, everyone should have a home. It doesn't fit everyone, you know, <laughs> that's, that's not an everyone. But like in my head, I'm like, I don't ever want anyone to be homeless. And let's, you know, I'm very like kumbaya, rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, just do what you can, guys and gals and our listeners and whatnot. So yeah, like Shantae said, take it seriously and let's get those scores up. Let's attack them and, and move forward. All right. Well, uh, Cora, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No? Okay. Well, Shantae, do you want to go ahead and do a plug in for you and your information in case anyone wants to reach out to you for resources or anything like that? So, yes, Crystal. Uh, thank you for, again, having me on. For those of you who don't know me, I teach everything that I talk about based on concepts. And this book is called How Money Works, Stop Being a Sucker. Um, I didn't write the book, but the authors, Steve Seabold and Tom Matthews, are huge advocates of financial literacy and education. We have over a half a million copies sold. Um, you can get it on Amazon, but if you would like a free copy, we talk about credit scores and paying down your debt in this book. Um, you can contact me and reach me on my website, which is howmoneyworks.com. 
forward slash W more forward slash book, and you'll be able to request a complimentary copy of the book. I'll mail it out to you. There's no obligation. I just want folks to have a resource in their hand that they can look at and read because, you know, they say if you want to keep a secret, put it in a book, right? Um, but also, if you're interested in having a conversation with me, I am a licensed financial professional, so I do work with clients one-on-one with helping them, you know, save and invest money and improve their finances. On my website, you'll also be able to schedule a complimentary 30-minute phone consultation with me to see how I can be a resource to you. So uh, thanks again, both of you all, for having me on the podcast for today. Absolutely. We're so thankful for you to, you know, doing these podcasts with us. So thank you. And I'm sure our listeners are incredibly appreciative as well. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Again, thank you, Shantae, so much for being here. And thank you for our listeners for joining on this week's episode of the Credit Score Playbook. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, as always, uh, stay tuned for future episodes. Um, you can also visit our website, www.nativelearningcenter.com to see what we have going on in the upcoming months and so on, and then get registered for our email list as well. You can find this episode and many more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and Simplecast. And there's many other out there, um, but those are the main ones that we have. And uh, yeah, with that, if you guys need to reach out to Native Learning Center, you can always uh, email me, Crystal Sedino at semtribe.com. Pretty efficient with answering those. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you guys so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.